needs to know. Nick 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 needs to know. You're now listening to the podcast that you need to know. Nick needs to know. With your host, Nikita McNamara. With co host, Julia C. Well. Hey, Jules, how's it going? Hi, Nick. Pretty good over here. Excited for this podcast. I'm really excited for this. So I think the thought process behind this podcast is we're all at home right now. And I think the big thing that we miss right now is traveling. Like, I don't know about you, but Mm -hmm. I miss the beach. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so what we wanted to do today for everybody is we're going to call when we do episodes like this, travel with us. And today you're traveling with us to Oktoberfest. Woohoo! Uh, so the idea is that we're going to tell you a little bit about our experiences. We might even bring some people in to tell us about their experiences. Because even though we can't travel physically right now, we could kind of just travel through storytelling. And mentally, I think this, mental mentally, mental travel. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully uh, this gives you s- sort of some inspiration to kind of look things up and start thinking about those future trips. Because Really, we're going to get through this. The world's going to open back up and we're going to get back on planes and go places. We got to be ready. So start saving your money. You might yeah. be, might head to the trip that we're going to talk about now. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a little worried about Oktoberfest only because it's so many um, people, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder about big festivals and how that's going to come back. Yeah. Um, so just to kickstart us, uh, Jules, do you want to give a little overview about the trip that we took and kind of who was with us and those types of pieces? Yes. So, and forgive me if I trail on into different pockets of the story, but we love Oktoberfest. And the reason we love it is thank you, Kaylee, our friend Kaylee. She is from Kitchener and she's been going to Oktoberfest ever since she can. Um, Shout out to her big sister, Megan, Miss Oktoberfest. Mm, Go, Megan. Um, And so when we were in university, we went every year with her. Kaylee's like, I'm going back for Oktoberfest. Do you want to come? And so I think that's been 10 plus years that we've been going to Oktoberfest in Kitchener. And we have the pins to prove it. (laughs) Yes. Every single year I should have got my pins to figure out which was the first year we we went. Um, So we've been going. And Kitchener, from Kaylee's knowledge, is the second biggest Bavarian festival outside of Germany in Munich, right? Um, Munich, Germany, sorry. And... um, so the Kitchener Oktoberfest has been happening for over 50 years. And finally, when we were planning our 30th birthday in 2018 for 2019, um, we we're like, this is the, our one opportunity to start saving our money and go to Oktoberfest and do a girl's trip. And so we did something separate too. We went to Portugal first and then planned it around Oktoberfest. And we did it. We booked the hotel a year in advance. 
what is it, $4,500 later for five people. Um, <laughs> for three days, I think. Was it three or four days? I think yeah. for three days. Um, yeah. So literally after- six, little, literally five people in a bedroom. Yeah. And my thought process was, I'm so excited to go. I would love if Darcy could go because then we could go to Europe after as well. So Darcy was on board. So that's why we booked for five people. Then from there, Darcy was getting pumped about it. And so he's talking to his guy friends and two of his friends said, we're down. And it was Jamie and Corsi. So they wanted to come as well. And two of his other friends were getting married, got married in 2019 and said, oh, we're planning our honeymoon. Wouldn't it be amazing if we started our honeymoon in Germany at Oktoberfest? So that was Kevin and Lori. So in total... We had nine people already in gung ho for Oktoberfest and Oktoberfesting in Munich, Germany. So it was a big Canadian party when we got there. And that was actually one of my highlights. Um, and I want to say top five, but in my top 10 highlights of that was when we're all walking towards each other and then we saw each other out- outside their hotel. And we're just waving like, hi, oh my gosh. In our, full, in our full outfits because mm-hmm. we had our drindles on. Yeah, that's actually one of my top moments as well. Yeah, we all had, and they had the leader hose. It was just so, such a cool experience. And I'm sure we'll get into it in detail, but it, it was actually fun going with a large group for that first time, to, to be honest. And it, it was, just felt like we were at home in a different country right? Totally. So a hundred percent. Okay. So before Oktoberfest, what were your thoughts? And then after experiencing Oktoberfest, what were your thoughts? So Oktoberfest in Kitchener is, I think we went in, I know I did. We just went in drinking more, right? We're just there sitting down. How drunk can we get all of that jazz? And we, lo- I, as I, went there every year the music I appreciated the music more I obviously loved everyone's outfits but it was really expensive to get them so I just wore my black hat with my long feather and I was very invested so going to Oktoberfest in Munich I really didn't know what to expect my I didn't have any expectations I just knew it was going to be a huge party everyone was going to be dressed up and there were going to be so many beautiful tents. Um, and I was really excited to get my Drindle. What about you? Um, I think, yeah, I think before um, Oktoberfest, uh, I was definitely excited. And I think I was excited about just the idea of how big it was going to be. And I was definitely excited to, like, try all the food. I mm. really thought that um, it was, go- I don't know, the way when you look at videos online, it looks like, oh, you're going to do the swings. You're going to do all the different rides and stuff that they have. Like, um, it-, it just looked, like, kind of surreal and incredible. Um, and now afterwards, like, um I think drinking was a lot more of the point, very similar to the kitchen, Kitchener one. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, when we were there, like, yeah, everyone was pretty much just wasted. <laughs> and it was – and I think one mistake that we made was going on a Saturday because I think that it was just so busy and there were so many people. And I think w- when we went, it was the weekend of 
I, I don't know, like all the Italians went. That was the weekend that they went. So it was very, very busy. We definitely made a mistake on that, but we really got the true, authentic experience. experience. <laughs> and I even remember like getting to Munich and literally us seeing people who were so mm. drunk on the side of the road, like Pat, like a few times we thought should we stop and help these people because we were just scared. And I was like, whoa, this is not really exactly what I thought. But obviously, any time that you kind of get lots of people together and everyone's drinking, those are the ramifications that happen. But I just did not have that thought process going in. And then seeing it with my eyes, I was like, whoa. Yeah. And we've seen drunk people in Toronto. Don't get us wrong. But this mm -hmm. was a whole other level of this guy was walking 90 degrees bent over, stumbling around. And we're all sober getting prepared on the Friday. And my favorite part was a local actually stopped him and was like, do you need help? Where is your hotel? And actually helped him point where to go. Did he listen? I don't know. We didn't follow him. But it was scary to see how drunk people got. And maybe we were <laughs> one of those people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so easy when you're sober to be so judgmental. And you're like, ew, that's gross. And then when they're the ones and people are asking us for help, we're like, no, no, we got this. All our ambitions just go away about... Oh, I really have to pee. Okay, I'll just pee here. No, yeah. So judgment yeah. for sure on that Friday, but no judgment on Saturday After. or Sunday, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, but my heart does go out to the people of Munich because that must be a lot yeah. to deal with that and just deal with the the bad stuff that kind of comes with having those large types of festivals. They probably but don't go on the Saturdays. Right? No, they probably for go sure. during the week and all that jazz. Yeah. yeah. And I guess just to give everyone an idea, like pretty much you have a table, you get to that table and you sit there the entire time and you drink a liter at a time. So like when we say you're drunk, it's not like, you know, our little white girl drunk where we've drinking three vodka sodas and like we're a little messy. It's drunk. <laughs> it's intense. But I will say to be fair and... um Darcy and I were lucky enough to see a different side of Oktoberfest. Darcy had a, um, has a cousin who's married to a German, and he goes to Oktoberfest every year. So we were able to go to their tent, which was a little bit further into um, Oktoberfest. And it was a smaller tent, and it was very family-oriented. The vibe in there was completely different than the vibe that was were in the main halls and there's children running around it felt really safe um the parents were drinking but it wasn't that what we're explaining everyone's so drunk if they're passed out just at the table it was dancing live music um intimate and it was just a really nice feel so he had he has to pay ahead of time for that table each year and it's hard to get tables but um yeah there's different sides of Oktoberfest and there's deep meaning behind Oktoberfest itself um for tradition and all of that but um it was it was great it was I'm happy that I saw that side of it and then we came back into the drunk mess with everyone else <laughs> Um, so what do you think really worked on the trip? 
Like, if you were to do it again, what would you for sure repeat? Um, I loved our outfits. I loved yeah. that we got them there in Germany. That's what I would repeat again, no matter how much of a headache that experience was. Was, and how stressful that day was. How <laughs> stressful. We all, so we have a, so it was Nikita, myself, our friend Kaylee, and our friend Michelle. And all of us are similar, but we all have different styles. Oh, yeah. And different body shapes as different, well. Yeah, different body shapes. And it was just such a bright day to think that we could all go and pick one, go to a store. But there's stores lined up across what, six blocks, let's say, or more. Um, but I think what? We spent three, four hours of us all just going in and we're trying to be patient with each other, trying on dresses. Um, so I, it, I don't know if the word worked, but I mean, I would definitely redo it again, no matter how much it was a headache. Um, I have to just say um, that's on my list as well. And one of the things that I was really scared about is that I'm plus size and I was really afraid that I wasn't going to find a dress that fit. And I think like the first two dresses that um, I tried on, like they didn't fit and I started to panic and I got so scared. But um, eventually I did find a dress that fit. And I think it just it, it was kind of fun to watch because there were probably like hundreds and hundreds of girls exactly like us shopping in all those stores like all the stores were so busy so I think it's exciting to see that the revenue that it's able to drive but Mm -hmm. like um I I was relieved that I was able to find um a dress that fit because that was something that I was really panicked about and I think in total um mine was maybe 38 40 euros so I think a pretty (laughs) decent price because that was something else I was scared about like am I gonna have to pay so much more for a plus size dress um so yeah, I, that was on my list of things that worked as well. And I think you were the first one to find the dress. I think Kaylee was first, remember? Oh. Kaylee's so good because she's so decisive. So right away, she was like, this one's mine. But I think I was second. Got it. Yeah. Oh, and then I think Kaylee was looking for that her undershirt later. Um, yeah. I also liked about the trip that we didn't just focus on Oktoberfest that we tried and we walked around a lot before. I think we did, it was on the Friday. Um, did we get lost? Yes. Did we no. see everything? Yeah. It, yes. Um, what, and the, and another experience that I really liked was when we went to go see that, oh, what was it called? It was a big church and it was Glockenspiel. Yeah, I know it's in the plaza. Like, I, I didn't know if it was called Marie Plaza or Marine Plaza, but that's one of mine, too. When mm-hmm. we ran into Kevin and Lori, that was one of my just favorite parts. Out of everywhere in Munich, we arrived on Friday. They arrived on Thursday. We didn't message each other at all. We arrive into this plaza. Beautiful um, clock that rings and has different um, embellishments. Yeah, yeah I remember show. the huge show was like at four o'clock or five o'clock and everybody waits for this show. Yeah. And um, basically we just were like, yeah, we're going to go sit down and drink some beer and have some sausage. And we look over and literally two arms length Our- away is Kevin and Lori. And we're, we just started laughing we're like, oh, out of everywhere we could have gone, we bumped into you. So that was just a fun experience. 
Um, okay, so what would you have done differently on the trip? I think, and we touched upon this before, um, going on a Saturday, and also timing. The gates opened at 10. We were all super stressed about getting there at 10. And we should have uh, got there at 9.30 at We should have <laughs> got there at 9, 9.30, because the gates <laughs> opened. And I, to be fair, we were pretty on time. We, I think we went through the gates, no at joke, 10. 10, 20. Like 10, 20 yeah. at the latest, because we were taking pictures yeah. and all of that. By the time we got to our first tent, it was jammed packed so where yeah. I <clears throat> that's where I started to stress out I walk you we walked to the next one jammed next one I think we went to three or four tents and then we were just panicking because we couldn't find a table and, and plus you can't we had get nine, served drinks if you're not mm-mm. at a table plus we had nine people so that that was also the the best part and the worst part of going with a large group because if it was mm-hmm. just Darcy and I or us for for our girls, I'm sure we could just squeeze in somewhere, but um, book a table in advance. And I think we tried, we looked into it, but we were too late. They were sold out. They yeah. Were sold out. So I think, I think our biggest recommendation is that this trip requires a lot of planning and you, especially if you're going with a large group and you really need to plan maybe a year or two years in advance because um, we were good with the hotel. We booked the hotel a year in advance. So that worked out for us. Uh, But uh, we were too late in booking the table. But I think one of the things that this is the hard part, it's really hard because all the tents are so different. And I Mm -hmm. really like the fact that we went around and looked at each tent because that Mm -hmm. was like so special and so fun. And again, one of my favorite memories but the biggest problem is is that um uh you really do need to book that table and you don't know which tent is going to be the tent you want to be in so Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a hit or a miss I agree yeah yeah but I think my recommendation would probably be that plan to go to Oktoberfest for maybe uh two days and the first day uh, or or maybe the first day you do get dressed up and you go to the table that you've actually planned. And then the second day you don't bother dressing up and you literally just walk around and check everything out so that you could see everything with sober eyes and just take it all in. <laughs> that was the, one of my biggest regrets is we went there on Saturday. We all got drunk. And then the next day we went somewhere else. We didn't go to Oktoberfest. We went to Salzburg. But Kevin said that he went there alone and it was a different experience. It's kind of, I don't want to say this, but it's kind of like the CNE, but way better, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it, I would, I wish I went back. I wish I went back to see it with sober eyes <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Cause... went on that Ferris wheel. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it is amazing. Like, honestly, um, before going I was excited and then now just like reminiscing and thinking about it for sure I was just in awe and I think it's one of those things that maybe not for everybody but I think for us we kind of dreamed about for a long Mm -hmm. time and I always think it's so exciting to just see those things that you dream about in real life (laughs) and we can check off our list say yes we accomplished this we did it we saved for a year for that trip 
Oh yeah, for sure. It was super expensive. Like mm-hmm. there's, there, like we already told you, the hotel loan it was four thousand, five thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably another one of my recommendations. I don't know if I would stay in Munich if I ever went again. I think that what I would do is, if you book the table and everything, you could stay further out from the city and take the train in because the train system was really reliable. We took the train to Salzburg. We took the train from the airport. Like it, it was was really great and I saw a lot of other people doing it and I think that's probably a really good cost saving measure because I mm-hmm. think originally we thought we were going to go to Oktoberfest for like three days but in all honesty one day of doing that much drinking maybe just for us because we're, we're over 30 but uh, it was a lot and we couldn't handle the next day. <laughs> um, I agree with you but I also didn't mind staying close because then you could just walk back Um Totally. And then we didn't have, you don't have to be drunk on the train and worry about at night, especially as women um, in a different country. So if you can and you find a great place close, that's great, but it's not, um, you don't need to stay close. It seemed like that's from our perspective, but the area that we stayed in, (laughs) in a four block radius, I think we saw what, three, four strip clubs. Yeah, <laughs> one right outside, and um, it was just just made us all laugh. Oh yeah, <laughs> We're in like the stripper this, district. <laughs> yeah, the street we stayed on. Oh my god, it was so funny because there was probably like yeah four strip clubs, and then also like four gold dealers. You know, like people who sell gold. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, "Where are we right now?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We just must have picked the an interesting location. Oh, yeah. But that's the fun of traveling, isn't it? Yeah. But would you go back to Oktoberfest? I don't think so. And only because I'm one of those people that I think the world is so big and I'm so excited to just experience so many other things. And I do think a lot of planning and a lot of money has Mm. to go in there. So if you're asking me, like, if for whatever reason I was in Munich at the time and it all just aligned, a thousand percent I would go back. But I I wouldn't plan. Like, it's not something that I'm like, oh, my God, I have to do this again. Um, I have it checked off my list and I'm happy with that okay I agree with okay yes I would go back if someone was paying me or if I was randomly there but I yeah I wouldn't plan another trip I've done it um I have the outfit have the memories um but I I would go back if I could but um, not pay for it not pay for it (laughs) And so not if anyone's sh- out there and yeah. wants to pay for our trip again, yeah, please we'll go. call. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now what about Germany? Would you go back to Germany just as a whole? thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah, me as well. Um, Germany I thought was beautiful. And what I thought was kind of the most special about Germany is they always talk about like what a progressive uh country it is and like we think Canada is clean and Canada is clean but Germany was so clean and um it was kind of funny I'll just tell a really quick story so we um we got separated halfway through our day and me and two of our other girlfriends um we ended up sitting at a table with some guys who were actually from Germany and from Amsterdam and I think that when you're North American and you travel abroad everybody's always so interested in you you know like when you go places 
cases, people are just like excited that you're from North America and it's such a, a thing. And it was so funny to meet people from those types of really um, progressive thinking countries like Germany and um, Amsterdam and uh, only because they kind of thought of us like stupid Americans. And we kept saying like, no, we're Canadian. And they were like, yeah, Canadians are stupid too. Because uh, basically like what they were saying is like, we we speak three languages. We like just, they really have education to a very high degree. And they were like, and the things you're talking about, we don't talk about fluff. And like very rarely do I feel Ooh. dumb. But I felt really dumb. Uh, but I kind of love uh, being challenged like that and, you know, being challenged to be held to a different type of standard. So, like, when I left um, Germany, in my head, I was like, oh, my God, I would love to live here even just for mm -hmm. a short time. But obviously, I don't speak German. I'm not good at languages like you know, those guys were yep. right. I'm, I'm definitely not at their level. Um, but that was one thing that I just really loved about the experience because I thought, oh, this is such a, I don't know, I think that uh, people in those types of countries, they just hold themselves to a different type of standard. And it was just so interesting to see it and you hear about it but then to actually live live it you know like they have better recycling plans than we have and you could even see how dedicated the uh, country was to recycling yeah so overall Germany was fantastic yeah I, I enjoyed it and I totally agree I would if I could I would drop everything and Darcy and I would move to um I don't know maybe not Germany but I mean Europe we watch house hunters all the time. And one time when the Christmas break, we were watching house hunters for maybe eight hours straight. And it was Americans moving to Europe. And oh, it just made me dream. I really wanted to move there. And if we could drop everything and just move. And I said, okay, if I'm on that leave, maybe we could, but then we have a house now. There's so many, we have so many ties. So, um, and the maybe other thing, Maybe mm -hmm. what? I was going to say maybe when we buy another house. Yeah. We don't have to. We can sell this house and then live abroad for a year. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I just loved about Germany was it was so green, wasn't it? Like, yeah, they had the city centers, but just the greenery, it was on a different level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It was a, mm -hmm. We went to that one park. We were trying to find... Um, I don't know what it's called, but we were trying to find that Chinese garden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was and, beautiful. I um, forgot about that. Rem remember those people surfing? Yeah. In the, um, I don't want to say lake. The little, little river. Yeah. yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. And all those uh, performers, like, in that path. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was gorgeous. Yeah. The one thing, um, I can only speak for myself. I'm not adventurous with food. Yeah. So going to Germany and trying to pick something off the list was kind of hard. And I just want everyone to know to stay away, stay away from the white sausage. I knew you were going to say that. I remember <laughs> when you ordered it, I told you, I was like, Julia, I know you're not going to like that. Yeah, but I don't want to be told what I like. I just want to taste it and then make my own decision. <laughs> exactly. Um, my 
uh, my grandma was Croatian. So um, when she would cook for us, it's like very, all the, those kind of European countries, they're very inspired by each other. So she would make like, you know, those dumplings, she would make the sausages, she would make um, all that different types of things. So I think that I wasn't as thrown back by the food. Mm. Um, definitely, it's always fun to go to other countries and kind of see how, yeah. how they're eating. And it, again, it's so different from North America. So it's really nice I, to just experience. I think I would need to go with someone. So the mm-hmm. brother, that's a Darcy, the you girls, and someone order for me because yeah. I'm going to sit there and pick it pick through the menu and be like, oh, this doesn't sound good to me. But um, I've never had schnitzel before and I had it and it was so good. But oh, yeah. um, that, that one place that we went to was so good. So yeah, I just need people to order and be like, yeah, try this. Or I want an appetizer plate and just trying all these little things. Oh, for I'll try, sure. I'll try, I think I'll try anything once unless um, it smells bad. And all, all the food at the festival was also so good. Like, um, mm-hmm. the first day we didn't really eat that much because, like, yeah, we were drinking and kind of just having fun. But I know we tried the pretzels. The pretzels were good. Um, and the then- pretzels were hard. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They, I thought the pretzels would be so soft and moist. But, no, they were hard. And I was I, just taken aback by that. Should yeah. we have a whole podcast on hard pretzels? I think that's where I'm trying to go with that. <laughs> yeah. What kind of pretzels do we like? Um, yeah. And one of the things that we love, like always in Kitchener's um, Oktoberfest is the beer nuts. And they didn't disappoint mm. with the beer nuts. And um, the next day, Michelle and I, we did go back just to uh, get some pins and also to try a sausage. And the sausages were so good. So I think overall, I really did enjoy the food in Germany. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure even people in Germany don't eat like that every day, but it's not the type of eating that you can do every day because it is kind of greasy and full. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, del- I agree. But delicious. Yeah. worth it exactly what you need when you're drinking like the germans know exactly how to do it you drink a liter of beer and then you soak it up with pretzels bread sausages grease (laughs) and then you finish it off with beer nuts and i just have to let everyone know too we found a table eventually let's say 10 45 but we had to leave at one because the table and that area um was booked was booked in that time, I think I drank three liters. Yeah. Which, and by the end at one, yes, I was done. <laughs> I was done. I was almost at that point. If I had one more sip, I think I would have been done. Um, but I had to stop drinking. I had to stop because I could feel myself going. But three liters. Did you drink three or four? Yeah, three or four. It was crazy. Um, crazy one of my favorite parts was um when people would do that thing where they got up on the table and they chug their beer and then right away they get kicked out and I guess that's like a tradition and every time it made me laugh you're that's so true yeah yeah that was really funny to see um the the best part too I would say is the the tent that we stayed was beautiful blue skies up top and we're gonna post a picture I'm sure when this comes out and it was just gorgeous they put so much time and money and I think 
when Darcy and I were leaving, the cab driver said, oh, yeah, Oktoberfest brings in a lot of money. And I was like, oh, millions of dollars? And he's like, more like billions of dollars just for everything, buying the, the um, drindles, the beer, the stuff around it. So it really boosts the economy. So I'd be really interested to see how much Germany, how much Munich got affected with COVID when they canceled it. And I don't, I, I kept hearing different things where they, if they canceled it or was it just for locals or I don't know, but um, yeah. And the last thing that I'll just say about what I just loved about Oktoberfest is really, it was such a celebration of uh, diversity in a sense that to mm. Julia's point, like um, that she made earlier, they had Italian day. And um, I can't think of all the different days that they were actually celebrating that Saturday. The two that stand out in my mind is Italian day. And then they also had a group of, um, deaf people I'm not sure what the organization was called but they were all um, deaf and it was really cute because you could see them all signing to each other and also um, like just partying with each other and loving life and I really always just love those experiences in life where first of all you get to get emerged into a different type of culture while you're traveling but then also meeting different types of people Mm -hmm. and we got to meet so many people that spoke some English some didn't even speak English and still you find some type of way to communicate with each other and everyone was just on such a high like it was yeah. honestly an amazing it was just a experience good, good feeling mm-hmm. good vibe again if someone wants to pay for a trip again we would go back if not we've checked it off our list we have the outfits and we will be wearing them to kitchener when we go back when everything opens up again <laughs> Um, so now this is probably, I'm going to say the fourth time we've traveled with our girlfriends, maybe even hmm. the fifth time. Cause I guess if me and you count LA too, like there's been, and really we do a lot of our traveling together, even small trips. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I found this online and I thought this would be really cute for us to kind of just go over. Uh, but it's things you have to ask yourself before traveling. Uh, so the first one before traveling Traveling with with, someone with someone yeah Yeah. and I thought that these were really good pointers and I actually do think that these are really important questions to ask um and it's kind of funny because um when Julia and I first were going through this and when I found these questions I thought one thing and now talking about the trip I kind of think something different so I'm really excited to go through this so the first one is can you survive hating each other for a short period of time um, I love that question because I think it's so yeah. true. And I think, first of all, we really hated each other during the planning phase. That's when I think we hated each other the most. Yeah. 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 And it was also hard because when you're planning some, like a big trip like this, I think what I like is I like to sit in person and then book it there. Yeah. Have everyone there and then you book it. But we were all over the different maps. You were talking to someone else. I was talking to someone else. Like hearsay or miscommunication of everything. And there was a big issue of miscommunication. Yeah. And in the end, we overcame it because we booked it. But um, yeah, when you book a trip with even just us four girls, you have to make sure that you communicate well and yeah, you 
it, it's tough. You have to really sit down and be like, yeah, can I travel with these people? Exactly. But the reason I thought that was so funny is because when I originally thought about that, I thought about all the stress and even some of the little fights that we got in uh, during the trip. And it made me think like, oh, I don't think I would ever travel with a group like this again uh, because that was just too much. But then I realized it is kind of special because I think that um, you and I and I think even um, the rest of our girlfriends we have this type of relationship where I think now we've committed to each other, you know, like we've committed that we're best friends and we love each other. And yeah, we do. Even just in normal life, we get into little fights where literally I think we hate each other and we cannot stand each other, but we always overcome it. And now looking back, I don't even think of the bad things. I only think of the good things. And I think how special that we don't let those kind of moments of hating each other affect our friendship. Exactly. I think when you, and if you travel with anyone, you have to be able to say, I need my space Mm -hmm. and be able to step away and not for them to step away, but you have to step away. Hey, I need this. Even when I travel with Darcy, oh, I just need time to relax in bed or on my phone um, or I'll go out and pick up something. I think that space is needed in some instances when you just need when you need to hate them for whatever time period, 10, 15 half, minutes. 10 minutes to um, half the day. So yeah. And you, it's just I life. Think you have to know it. Yeah. You have to know when to step away um, and when you need your space. Cause one of the other people who I love traveling with is my little sister. And I think we're really good at that too, where we can hate each other for five minutes and then say really just awful and rude things to each other and then pick ourselves up and be like, let's go get a sandwich now. <laughs> That's a sister thing, I think, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the next question, again, I think is a a really good one that you have to ask yourself when traveling with someone. Do you have the same travel goals? Yeah, that's a good one. I think you need to have similar. Yeah. Maybe not the same. You need to have similar and you need to be able to give and take. Yeah. I know when Darcy and I were traveling, I could just go to the beach and lie on the beach for the whole day. Yeah. But Darcy, that's not ideal for Darcy. He also wants to travel and see things, which I do too, but um, you have to have that give and take. And when we were traveling for Oktoberfest to, I think that first day, I think on Friday, we traveled and walked around for honestly like eight hours. I think we were all super tired, but we were all saying different things of what we wanted to see, or we just wanted to see Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep saying that we want to see Germany. We wanted to see Munich. Um, but yeah, I think you have to have give and take. And, but if you can't budge on that, then you'll be a tough person to travel with. Totally. And I think that I'm a little bit more, I definitely want to immerse myself in the culture. I want to see cool things, but I'm not necessarily someone who needs to see every single thing. And I think it Mm -hmm. would be a lot for me to travel with somebody who literally had to see everything and go in everywhere because those end up being really long days. So I think Mm. that one good thing that's good about our friendship group and um, again, like my sister who I usually travel with is that um we don't necessarily you know like we might have one or two things in our heads but we're not diehard like we have to pack our days 24 hours we're very realistic so I think that's probably a good thing 
Well, diehards, when we went to Salzburg, Kaylee really wanted to see the sound of music. So we all planned a trip around that. But in the end, we got to see Salzburg itself. So we saw different things. Totally. Then we also realized that they didn't really film the sound of music in Salzburg. It was filmed in L.A., but (laughs) that's okay. Uh, (laughs) Um. Okay, so do you have similar budgets for the trip? I think this is a really good one as well. Again, I think you have to have similar ones because imagine, I couldn't imagine going with someone who just was dropping money left, right, and center. Yeah. Um, if they were dropping money for me, maybe. Yeah. But I would feel like I wouldn't want them to pay for my whole trip. No. If we're going together, if you and I were going together, I wouldn't want that. But you have to have a similar totally. budgets because if we're going out for dinner, oh, you want to go to this fancy restaurant or are you okay with this mediocre one? Oh, yeah. I think this is a huge one to have similar budgets because someone's going to be upset and this is going to cause, I think, a lot of the fighting. Unless money's no yeah. object. Hopefully one day in life money's no object and then I will. <laughs> I'll pay for everything, Julia. That's no problem. <laughs> Uh, Perfect. But one of the really good um, kind of examples I have for this is uh, a couple years ago, um, my sisters and I, so I have one older sister, one little sister. Uh, my older sister was just at a different phase in life, you know, like um, she was making uh, real money in her like sort of professional career. Uh, whereas my sister and I, like we were in our early 20s and we were still just um, starting out. So it was really funny because when we were in um, Spain, she was like, oh, there's this really cool thing we, we can do where we do like a tasting menu and it's food pairs with paired with different types of wine. And she was like, it's mm. such a great value. It's only $700. <gasps> and my little sister and I, our mouths like flung open <laughs> and we were like, no, uh, that's not something that we can afford to do. We can't do that. And like, I felt bad. Cause like, yeah, my sister was at a different phase in life and that would have been something, something now that, you know, I'd spend the money on and I'd see value in, but at the time, like $700 mm-hmm. would have been, that's a great example. Yeah. yeah. That's, and then kind mm-hmm. of the other way, how the other person uh, gets annoyed is that, um, when we were in, uh, Spain, my sister was like, my older sister, she said, let's take a cab from the um, airport to our hotel. And I think the cab was going to be something like 80 euros. And I was like, no, let's instead take the subway because I think the subway was like three euros. And then, yeah, it was a headache because we had all our bags and it was kind of stressful. But I think that the good, uh, like the, the bad thing about that is like when you're accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle I think it's hard sometimes to kind of slum it with other people and you're okay with spending the money even though maybe they're not okay with spending the money but I still think it was kind of a special experience because you know like she got to see the life from our point of view and we got to see life from her point of view but I think that that is something that could really sort of um, impact a trip. Yeah well isn't uh, one of our saying do it for the story so we can, we always say, let's do it for the story. And I think that's what it, let's go on the subway for the story. Exactly. <laughs> but I agree. And I think that's where the give and take has to go um, with traveling. We went to Portugal, we took a bus when we could have maybe took, taken a, like a van. Well, one of our friends wanted be... to take a, a private van. 
So we definitely had those issues as well of controlling our budgets, but yeah, because we have daydreamers, dreamers, which is great. Love having those people in a group. And then we have realistic people. Yeah. So you have to find that medium. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So the next question, again, I think it's a great question. Are you comfortable traveling solo? And this kind of is exactly the trip that we were on because we all flew to um, Portugal originally solo. So, yeah. So I think that that's a great question because when you are traveling with someone else, First of all, there's going to be days that you hate that person and you might need to take a moment and just be by yourself. So I think this is a great question to kind of ask yourself. Yeah, that's true. I think, um, and correct me if I'm, I don't know, not that I'm wrong, but flying solo, Mm -hmm. I think is different than exploring in a city solo. Totally. Um, It's Exploring in a city solo for me is a little daunting and a little scary because just for safety. And if you don't speak the language, it's just scary. But if you have all your tools, like your phone, your map, you know, you plan it out. I think that's doable. And maybe you don't go at night or whatever. I'm just mainly thinking about safety at this point because that's what we're brought up thinking. Totally. Make sure that we don't we're safe. But um, yeah, I think you have to ask yourself, are you okay in that first question to walk away and just to spend your own time um, by yourself? And you never know. And both people have to be that like that. Exactly. Too. And you never know what's going to happen. And someone might go home early or something, something mm-hmm. could happen, right? And I think you just have to be secure in yourself. But I think you also make a really good point. It depends on the city, right? It depends where you are. And it depends how safe things are. But I think that's a a question you have to really ask yourself, especially maybe when traveling with a friend who you haven't traveled with before. What happens if this person ditches me, I think is a really important question to ask yourself. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. Um, Okay, so the last question is one of my absolute favorites. And whenever I'm thinking about traveling with anybody, this is a question that I ask ask myself because we'll get into it. Um, Can you hold your liquor? (laughs) And the reason why I think this question is so important is because I think that when you're going to bars at home and everyone's getting drunk, like everything's cool. But when you're in a different country, like Julia said, you don't know about safety. You don't know about anything. It would be a lot to have to take care of somebody who was completely wasted and who drank the whole trip. And you don't want to play mommy the whole time. Like you want to have fun. No. Again, I'm going to bring it up again, give and take. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say that I've never gone overboard with alcohol somewhere else. Um, but it's being able to say, okay, am I going to be taking care of you this day? And then maybe you take care of me the next day. Or you just ha- maybe have that. You don't want to just have that hole on the trip where back and forth you guys just both get blackout. But um, I agree. You have to make sure that the people you travel with aren't just alcoholics each time you go out. Because uh, I think that um, we were really lucky. And I think that, like, especially when we were in Portugal, we had drinks and we kind of just enjoyed ourselves and we had a really good time. Um So I think that we are really lucky, but I can't imagine traveling with somebody who really does kind of drink to excess. And, like, we've had moments like that mm-hmm. Um 
outside of traveling where we've, you know, had bad situations, it'd be really scary to have a bad situation abroad because you really don't know what to do, right? Like, what if someone Mm -hmm. went missing? Because I think we've had friends before where they've gone on girls trips and friends have gone missing and like, that would be a lot to deal with. So I think that that's like a really, really important question to ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but even if you're, we went to Mexico and we're staying in a place, holding your alcohol there, it may be a different story than holding your alcohol in Munich mm-hmm. because you're not a wide, you're not in, um, what's the word? Confined space. Like, a yeah. 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 So. Um, These are great yeah. five questions yeah. you got to ask yourself. So uh, Julia and I were joking before this, and I said, after I went through these questions, I was like, I'd probably never do kind of that European trip with, like, a big group again because it was too much. But now I'm actually going to change that answer, thinking about how much fun we, we really had. And I think you really have to remember when you're traveling that it is stressful, and you're going to have mm-hmm. those awful moments where you fight. And, and when you listen to other people's stories, you realize that that's, like, a very normal thing. But at the end you really only remember the good and we just had such a special time like I wouldn't change a single thing you 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 remember the good and then you laugh at the bad the bad parts yeah and then you you say oh well why were we really mad or was this really a big issue um yeah I think the experience of going to Oktoberfest with that group of nine was amazing I think traveling with us four and again we've traveled before us for and we know how to break off we know which person like who likes to do what so it's really getting to know your group and um and how to travel together I would definitely go back even with the group of nine and the group of four that we did um and then just be okay to walk away and break off in the group and not feel bad we don't all have to travel together all the time but yeah I would go back yeah again and for all our girlfriends watching because we know you're our biggest fans all together I think there's probably nine of us I really hope one day we get to do something all nine of us because I just think that'd be so special mm-hmm. yeah I agree Alex we're pressuring you it's time for you to get married and us to go to Nashville <laughs> <laughs> then we can add it to uh travel with us Nashville exactly oh my gosh travel with us the, the parties. real problems yeah yeah Oh, gosh. That would be intense. Exactly. Nashville at a bachelor party. Totally. Um, okay. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And I guess we'll finish. We'll just say, prost, Julia. Prost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 